Why do you look confused? So I was trying to get something to work. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the know. Garlic Boys. <laughs> never, never mind. It's not good enough. <laughs> when is it ever good enough for this show? Welcome to the Garlic Boys podcast, where we treat friendship like a good recipe treats garlic. You can never have too much of it. We're your hosts. I'm Connor O'Connor. You fool! I'm Skeletor. Did that even come through? Yes. Okay, I was I was worried it was going to be too loud. I'm Skeletor. Did we talk about Skeletor last week? No. <laughs> Wait, no. Hold on, I got it. It's because we did who's bonier. Because you had to guess how many bones are in the animal skeletons. Skeleton sounds like Skeletor, and Skeletor has a funny voice. Exactly. Uh, I was gonna do, uh, and uh, because we can talk about movies and TV now, I decided to put that little, little, little movie uh, reference in there. TV reference, but regardless, um, there was also a human movie starring Dolph Lundgren. Well, there you go. Movie two, movie reference as well. Um, the yes, I I was gonna do a D and D character that is a skeleton, uh, but I felt like that was like I know we talked about D and D characters. I felt like it was too referential, like too niche, and 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 people would be like, oh yeah, that's exactly why he did that. Um, but this one was like you had to work a little bit to get there. And I like that better. So you believe doing a skeleton D&D character was too much of an exact reference to what we did. It would be too easy for figuring it out. And so you were like, nah, that's whack. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, that's exactly... You got it exactly. You deliberately chose a harder reference. Yes. But you figured it out pretty dang quickly. <laughs> it was if I had chosen uh, literally any other character uh, from the show, then the bridge was still there, but Skeletor was like right there, you know. Matt, can you do an an impression of any other character from He Man? Man. <laughs> No, you know what? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can do a really good He-Man impression. Oh, you do it. Do hey, it. I'm He-Man. I'm He-Man. I'm walking here. I got the sword. I'm He-Man. By the power of Grace, Gall. <laughs> oh man, you sounded too much like the gym teacher from Big Mouth right there, and I don't like it. <laughs> I've always had a problem with He-Man. So I, I don't actively watch it um, just because I just never have. Um, even the new cartoon I never really watched. Yeah. Um, the one that was Kevin Smith and um, like he he like produced it. And uh, um, Mark Hamill voiced Skeletor. Um, the problem I have with He-Man is he lifts his sword up and goes, By the power of Grayskull... I have the power. <laughs> yeah. It just it it's too much power. Like you only say power twice and I get that, but like to me it's redundant to say power twice. Oh, agreed. I I wholeheartedly agree in that with that. Um 
the the biggest problem I have with the entire show is that it's just a, a huge capitalist scheme geared toward children. Every single character that they created was to sell toys. That was it. That was the only reason. The characters of He-Man were created as toys first. Right. So every character they added after that was just more toys to sell more toys. Well, it's funny because they were like, let's create these toy line. Like we have these characters and it's like, well, like what are we going to do with these eight characters that we have? Like there's nothing with that. And it's like, right. Why don't we turn these characters into a cartoon? So it's a weird situation where they were they were toys first and then they became the cartoon. That is definitely a weird situation. I've never don't know why they would do that. Like I'm not saying that every toy has to have a movie or cartoon or TV show reference or or anything of the sort. I just it it's not very often that people just make a toy expecting people to buy it without any sort of reference to anything like they they had they would have no reason to buy it other than hey this is a cool looking toy let's buy it so this was the same time period that like barbie was super popular and you had gi joe happening yeah and so like we had these two big franchises the star wars toys were killing it um anytime we talk about like action figures back then um there's a show called um toys that raised us um, or something like I think it's that that's what it's called, but there's also the movies that raised us that talks yeah. about like movie documentaries. And it um it talks about like the rise of these toy brands and like how it became this mega millions corporation, basically. Um right. and at one point in every single episode they go, and then Star Wars happened. <laughs> And it, it completely overhauled the entire toy market. All the boys' toys were like, how do we compete with Star Wars? And so um, their big thing was it was a different size of character. And so you had your standard, like, G.I. Joe, which I believe is, like, an, a, a six-inch doll um, with, like, an uh, inch-and-a-half diam- um, width whoa, 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 to hold it. on, hold on. Sorry, Action. a six-inch doll action figure thank you uh they're they're called action figures i'm sorry i'm sorry uh little old-fashioned toxic masculinity there for you (laughs) continue you have to be masculine to have toxic masculinity got him (laughs) sheesh bro (laughs) <laughs> is there ice in my names because i'm chill right now <laughs> all right sorry continue oh. with the dolls <laughs> um but the he-man toys were of a like much wider more broad character build and they were eight inches instead of the six i believe like they're, they're they were like a different size of a toy and so that made them stand out a little bit more um and yes, there was a wide cast of characters that started coming out onto the cartoon and that helped them build their toy market as well. Yeah. But other companies did that as well. It wasn't just He-Man. It's just how the toy market was. I mean, G.I. Joe has so many different characters because of that same reasoning. Um, even Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the reason why there's so many different mutants 
villains is because of the cartoon. Speaking of movies, and uh, some some studios do not take the clever approach. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Clever. Clever. I was clever. I was once. clever once. Um, I'm going to be doing the quiz this week. Yeah, that's right. Welcome to Matt's Mega Movie Moments. Let's go. Excited? I did the alliteration just for you, Connor. I, pretty, I like it. I like it. Good, 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 good. Um, this is because we haven't been able to talk about movies and television, uh, you know, video game, you know, voice acting and all that stuff. Um, specifically actors, because of the writer strikes, I decided to do a celebratory quiz in order to celebrate the fact that the writers that sorry the actor strikes are over at least tentatively <laughs> at least for now they're over and we're talking about movies again uh as you listeners know m- movies are some of our favorite topics to talk about and it's been uh, a whole lot of heck trying to get through <laughs> this podcast for months without talking about movies so i'm going to do a quiz to get it all out of our system all that build up and it, it's fun for me because i i'm hoping that matt does stop me with some movie questions here i um, hope so connor is like one of the biggest movie buffs i know so trying to stump him not going to be easy but i got some really good uh trivia questions some true false some multiple choice I got some really good ones. Uh, some are just none of the above. There's some extra points thrown in there, too. So, honestly, Connor, I wish you the best of luck. You probably don't need it, but uh, I hope you enjoy this quiz at the very least. You know what? I will, because you made it. You're so sweet. Number one. Uh <clears throat> Number one, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a, a real easy one right out the gate. Okay. This is not an indication of the rest of the quiz, but it is an indication that I wanted to throw you an easy one to catch you off guard and then tell you that I was gonna catch it doesn't matter. Um yes, Die the, Hard is a Christmas movie. Final answer. They my coworkers actually said to put that as like the bonus question, like what's my favorite Christmas movie, and then have it be Die Hard. Um no, it's not. And we're not going to have this probably eight-hour-long discussion unless we put it on our patre- Patreon, all right? Patreon.com slash the garlic boys? <laughs> um, where you can become a member for like three to, what, like 12 bucks a month or something like that? I don't know. Support us. We love you. You love us. Uh, question number one, Vigo Mortensen broke his toe during the shoot of the two towers. Viggo Mortensen played Boromir. Boromir died in there. Yeah, he did. He played Aragorn. Sean Bean played Boromir. No, I think you're wrong. Uh, Mm. No, I'm wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You're definitely wrong. Aragorn. Aragorn tried to save Merry and Pippin and then got attacked by all of those knights. He kicks the helmet. He broke his toe. Everybody who knows about Lord of the Rings knows that. And it was in the second movie. So, yes, that is true. Final answer. 
I don't have a writing utensil or a pen and paper. I don't have anything. Uh, so I'm just going to have to keep it in the good old noggin. Um, I'm <laughs> um, that is correct. Good job, buddy. Very good job. I'm so proud of you. Are you right? Are, are you feeling good about this quiz? I'm feeling very demeaned right now by your tone. <laughs> that's just my tone, dude. That's just that's how it always is. Uh, number two, Heath Ledger improvised the scene where the Joker kept pressing the button outside of the hospital. Is that true or false? So technically here, it is not true. He was supposed to hit the button. The whole thing was supposed to blow up. Yet the um, the explosion didn't happen right away. So he stayed in character and kept trying to hit the trigger. And it is believed that it was improvised in all that moment. But it was actually um, sort of scripted out that way. It just didn't. Um... Look, you're probably going to say that it is true that it was improvised. Because that's a fact that people like to spout about that movie. So I'm just going to say, yes, that was true. Final answer. Actually, the answer I had was false because it was completely scripted. You know what? That's, that's, why... on, me for, that's on me for believing that you were going to peddle false information here. Uh huh. I know it's a fact that people like to spout, uh, and it actually, uh, the reason that I uh, put that in there, I saw this video where somebody said that it was true that he improvised that scene. And then I saw another video, I think it was before, but doesn't matter, that it was actually a scripted moment. But um, number three, this is a multiple choice question. So please refrain from answering until I have said all of four choices. Um, <laughs> stop it. Uh, who is, as of July of 2023, this year, as of July, who is the highest grossing actor? And, uh, this is a multiple choice, so I'll read you the answers. A, Frank Welker. B, Stan Lee. C, Samuel L. Jackson. Or D, Chris Pratt. Samuel Jack L. Jackson. Um is usually the one that's on the top of that list um he said in an interview a few years ago with graham norton that harrison ford uh, overtook him uh when the force awakens wrote, uh came out um but um they they usually go back and forth and being the the highest paid actors and because he was in um i guess chris pat was also in that but See, Chris Pratt is a good addition to that list. Frank Welker, most people will probably know as the voice of uh, Freddy and Scooby in Scooby-Doo. Um, so, like, there's a lot of those movies, and he's done a lot of voice acting work, but I don't believe he's high up on that list. I don't believe Stan Lee is either. Um, I, I'm happy to be wrong about that, if that is true. 
Um, but Samuel Jackson is one of those people that is t- typically high up on that list just because of the times of movies that he's in, the franchises he's in, and he has just such a big name presence. But given the fact that Chris Pratt was in the three Jurassic World movies, um, the Guardians movies have been so popular as well as he was in Endgame um, and Infinity War, and so those will boost his numbers as well. But Samuel L. Jackson has been in more Avengers and Marvel movies than just that. I'm going to go with my gut instinct of just saying Samuel L. Jackson, final answer. Well, Connor, you are going to be ecstatic because that is incorrect. Is it Frank Walker? Nope. It's actually Stan Lee. Stan Lee, before he passed, made $30 billion. $30 billion from 50-some cameos. $30 billion. Samuel L. Jackson, I believe, uh, it might have been Frank Welker or Samuel L. Jackson. I think it was Samuel L. Jackson. He uh, doubled the amount of movies that Sam Lee, Sam, Stan Lee did. And made, I believe it was about half of that, like seventeen billion. Okay, that is the information I, that I found. I disagree with the logic there, but I'm going to allow the question. Why do you? Why? Stanley is in those movies, yes, but it's a cameo role. Samuel L. Jackson was a lead or co-lead or had some larger part in most of his movies. And so to me, that that means more of like, hey, I've made these millions, like I have this box office. This is absolutely no disrespect for Stan Lee. It's just to me, it's not like I didn't go see Infinity War to see Stan Lee's cameo in the movie. Fair enough. I did watch the Hitman's Bodyguard to see Samuel L. Jackson act alongside <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. I I agree with you. Uh, however, I there were two sections, and I believe Samuel L. Jackson may have been the top. Actually, it might have doesn't matter. May have been the top of the lead actors section. Uh, however, I was going off of the highest grossing actor uh, just of all time, which is the only reason uh, Samuel L. Jackson was incorrect and Stan Lee surpassed him. But Fine. I, I'm not disagreeing that I'm wrong. I'm disagreeing with the premise of your question. Moving on. Fair enough. I will move on to the next question. Question number four. See, this is why I shouldn't do the quizzes, and I'm glad you do them. I'm such a sore loser at this. I just sat here and I thought about it, and I was like, Matt doesn't do that to me. I just need to be right, and I hate that part of myself. <laughs> I do it to you sometimes. but uh... Yeah, but you don't care enough to argue the validity <laughs> of a question. I'm sitting here trying to convince you to give me a point on something that has no bearing on my life. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Uh, therapy. Number four, Sean Connery. Hey. <laughs> Sean Connery. James Bond, final answer. 
actually it's a it's a it is a question about the famous 007 agent james bond in the movies that sean connery was in he wore a toupee for all of them is that true or false for the james bond movies he was in correctamundo for the james bond movies he was in he wore toupee in all of them Now, when you say he wore a toupee in all of them, there's if there's like one scene in one movie where he's bald and like he's not wearing his toupee, are That's you counting that, that as like okay? I mean, like for the majority of the James Bond movies that he was in, uh, he was wearing a toupee. Now, remember, he was quite young when he first started. <laughs> Not young, yeah, young, but... yeah. He was he was late twenties, early thirties. Um, he uh, it was Die Another Day. I think it was his first one. Um, I can see I can see it in my head, um, and I I know wigs wigs are good, especially in Hollywood, but yeah. I honestly didn't know he was wearing a, a toupee in any of them. That's not something I've like heard before about the James Bond movies. Um, I do think it's probably more likely that he just didn't wear one for his first movie and then subsequently had to wear one. Then he just didn't wear one ever. But I'm still going to say it's false that he wore one for every movie. Since so you're finally... I'm sorry, Connor, that is incorrect. Sean Connery started balding at 17 years old. He was Scottish. So to make him look, you know, not 40, uh, they put a toupee on him. Uh, so he wore a toupee for all of his James Bond movies. Funny that they didn't want him to look 40, and then Daniel Craig got the role. <laughs> See, but that was much later, and Daniel Craig is amazing. They couldn't pass Daniel a man that's Craig. Always looked like he was on the verge of being fifty. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Um, that's okay. That's okay. We're we're four questions in. You're you're doing all right. You're doing all right. Question number five. <laughs> this one is a fun one to learn. Uh. <clears throat> What was one of the noises they used to try and get a believable sound for the Velociraptors in the Jurassic Park franchise? This one's kind of a, it could be anything uh, kind of question. I will narrow it down for you. It was an animal noise. Was it multiple choice or am I just guessing? It's just a guess. I was hoping, I mean, you, you know a bit about Jurassic Park, uh, or the movies at least, and you know the, you just know movie facts. I figured you'd have some idea. I do have some idea. It's it's not something you would uh, like expect for a dinosaur. Okay. Um, can I remember exactly what it was at this moment in time? 
no. <laughs> and, and I see that is the dilemma of this question. A little bit. Um, I want to say a cat. But in, in in this moment as well as I can't remember what the Velociraptor sounded like. Um, I will allow you to look up a video of the Velociraptor call to remember the noise. I just hope it doesn't come up with something uh, related to this question. Oh, that's straight up a cat. Yeah, I was right. That's a cat. Final answer. Cat? Yeah, it's purring. <clears throat> what are you looking at? <laughs> I watched the dinosaur, the, the velociraptor in the kitchen scene from the first Jurassic Park movie. I'm, okay. Velociraptor call. Jurassic Park. Um, I'm going to specifically in this video, I see the purr you're talking about. That is not the one I'm talking about. Um, I'm going to, can I share the, thank you, goodness. Did you hit the button to say screen share? Well, I don't know if you'll be able to hear the sound. Will you? Yeah, Trey, Trey shared their video with us doing that. Okay, I will try that. Where are you? Also share tab audio. Yeah, I guess. All right, can you see this? Yeah. Okay. All right. Tell me if you can hear it. Were you able to hear that? Yeah. So that was okay. a dolphin. That's the noise I was talking about. Yeah, dolphin. Is that your final answer? At this point, yeah, because I'm annoyed because the first one was straight up just a cat, but now that one sounded like a dolphin, and so I'm just going to guess dolphin. I apologize. I should have led uh, with sharing the video. Um, that is incorrect. I'm sorry. Um, it was actually tortoises mating. Mating tortoises. Here. Are you sharing something now? Oh, yeah. It's just a cat furry. You know what? Wait. It's going to hit will... here in a second. What is it? Yeah. Okay, I have a solution. Did you hear the hiss? Oh yeah, I heard the hiss. Um, that's definitely a cat. Uh, and the question was worded, what was one of the noises that they used? I specifically had tortoises mating in mind, which I think is much funnier than a cat. But... For that specific scene, I'm going to give you the point because you gave me that scene. Okay? I'd like to point out that, that I did not show you that clip to fight for myself. I was fine with losing that point. 
Doris meaning is hysterical, and I'm so like that's fantastic that they used that. But uh -huh. I wanted to show you how much that sounded like a cat. No, it did. I'm I'm a hundred percent positive they used cat sounds for that, that. It, I did not get tortoise meeting at all from that scene. It was straight up just full on cat. Yeah, but the the call where they, they do the vocalization thing, tortoises mating. I love that. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, okay. Question number six. Um, the mask that Michael Myers wears in Halloween is yes. a Captain Kirk mask. True or false? True. Is that your final answer? Yes, final answer. Connor, that is correct. Good job. Though so it, it does look more like Mariah Carey. <laughs> I can't disagree with you there. Um, but yeah, no, it was literally uh, a Captain Kirk, not specifically um, blanket on his name, William, William Shatner. Shatner. It was a Captain Kirk mask that was designed or uh, that was like painted on to make it look a little more eerie and different and you know stretched out and all that um fun fact for you if you've ever watched the movie baby driver during mm -hmm. one of the heists they are like all right do you have the michael's michael myers mask and the guy passes out a bunch of different austin powers masks <laughs> and it's played as like a, a miscommunication in the movie right the reason why they did that way was that Edgar Wright wanted them to have Michael Myers mask, like uh, like the, the Halloween masks. Um, yeah. But whatever studio has Halloween wouldn't let him use it. And so he, he like looked at it and was like, oh, the names are similar. Reached out to Mike Myers and was like, hey, can we use your likeness in these masks in the movie? And he gave them permission to. That is the most beautiful piece of trivia I've ever heard in my life. That's amazing. All right. Number seven. This one is going to be more of a thought thing, but you're into movies, so I figured you would know these possibly. What three movies are tied for winning the most Academy Awards? Well, one of them is um, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Um, it won 21, I believe. Uh, it's one of the, it's, if it's, it's one of the most. It also won Best Picture that year. It's such a great movie. Um, the other two, what did you say? All three? The I need a name, excuse me, all three of them? They're tied, so I, uh, it's not like... Ah. Hmm. Do I go easy on you and ask you to name one, or do I go make you name all three? Uh, I'm going to say... I named if, one. If you can get two of the three, I will allow it as a point. So I just need to name one more. I, think, oh. I will let you oh, know. Uh, the movie you named... Uh, may have been nominated for 21, but the most that any has won is 11. Uh-huh. 
then scratch that as one of my answers. No, I still think that's an answer. The the urge to Google right now just to know that I'm correct <laughs> is so strong. And I would like the listeners to be proud of me for that, for not doing that. I'm proud of you, honestly. The I'm urge to, to Google on any of your quizzes is very strong, but uh, can't do it. I'm trying to remember good movies right now. <laughs> Maybe not good movies, but well-received movies. Right. Because good is objective. It's, it's you know, eye of the beholder and all that. These the, It's won the most? Yes, it is tied for 11 Academy Awards won. I'm actually going to double down and still say that Twin Towers is one of them because I think I'm Twin I think Towers. I'm right on that fact, but I think I'm wrong on the number. Twin Towers? No, the two towers. You said twin. <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> Don't say the joke, Connor. Um, <laughs> I can only imagine where that was going. Jeez. Okay. I. I gotta stop looking at my Fungo Pops because I just keep thinking all about those <laughs> movies. So, okay. Um, won the most Oscars. Academy Two Towers. Wars. Academy Awards are Oscars. Oh, are they? I didn't know that. Yeah. You have the Oscars, the Golden Globes, um, and then the Emmys are for TVs. Golden Globes are for both TV and movies. Movies are just the Academy Awards, which is Oscar. Gotcha. See, I don't know anything about any of these uh, awards. I'm trying to think. There, there have been so many movies that are like I know I can I can name a few best pictures from the last few years, but I can't remember. I'll and, give like, you there a hint. Been a ton that have been nominated. It's not I'll from the last few years. One of them that I don't think you're going to get is from ish the last few years. Uh, the other one is much older. Can older. I have the hint? Can I can I expand on that hint of it was the one that's ish in the last decade? The one I don't think you're going to get? The one that's new ish. Was that in okay. the last decade? Before I give you a false answer. Oh, Lord. Um. Oh. Uh. Well, <laughs> I didn't know there were two versions of it. <laughs> there is one that is from the last, from this decade. Yes, but I didn't know, and it might be this one that got that. There is also a very old one that I didn't realize. Let me figure this out before. Uh, Very old. So, the Star is Born. There's three different versions of that. Is that what you're talking about? Is it a Star is Born, Matt? There's Matt. three different Matt. versions of that. There's three different versions of that. Yeah. Really? I thought it was new. No. Like the one with Lady Gaga? Yeah, Barbara Streisand was in it. I did not know that. Let's see. Man, Academy Awards most nominated. I'm taking way too long to figure this out. Can I just can I just say like solidly I know Two Towers is one of them and I, I cannot think of the other two. 
I just don't know if I should give it to you. Two Towers, Godfather, and a movie that was made recently that I'm going to say Star is Born. I'm just going to say those three. Final answer. Connor, the correct answers are Ben-Hur, which I believe is the 1959-1960 version. Uh, I don't believe it's the most recent version, which is the one I was thinking from 2016. Yeah, I know. That one so it must be the original one. Uh, Ben-Hur, the Titanic, and Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. If you had said Return of the King, I would have given you the point. But, but you it's, said it's not Dallas. even the best movie of the trilogy. It's the best received. It, it oh, was awarded it was the, the one most. in 2003 where it won Best Picture, right? I Why are we so. doing this so late at night? <laughs> it's four in the... I'm sorry, we're not doing that joke for another week in a row. Um, it's two in the afternoon. <laughs> okay, I think you were... All tied up three and three, and now it's a three to four right now. But you still got three questions, and one of them has a bonus point. The next one has a bonus point. So you might still be able to salvage this. All right. You're doing great. Number eight OJ Simpson, whom I share a birthday with, was considered for the lead role in The Terminator. That true or false? That is true. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Connor, that is correct mundo. For an extra point. He did do you it. Tell me? <laughs> uh, no, this is about movies, but uh, for an extra point, can you oh, tell sorry. me why he was rejected? Because of the murder trial? It was, I believe it was before that. Oh, yeah, it was the 80s. Um, he wasn't big enough. Like, he wasn't bulky enough. Like, Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> is just so much beefier than he is. I, I need you to think the most ironic possible answer and i need you to give that to me as your final answer oh i remember what it was okay no i've heard this before and i know why it was uh the producers didn't think he was capable of murdering like they didn't they think thought he was, a killer. He was too happy nice and innocent that's what they thought of oj simpson so they did not cast him as the terminator thank god all right, you got that point, and I'm going to give you the extra point. So now you're 5-4 going into question number nine. Toto, the dog, was paid more than the munchkins from Wizard of Oz. That is not the true or false, because it's not true or false. How much more did Toto, the dog, make than the munchkins? Can I have the multiple choice? Because you just said that it was going to be multiple choice. 
I no, I said it wasn't going to be true or false. Did I say multiple choice? I don't think I said multiple choice. Fine. Um, this is 1940s money we're talking here. This is right after yeah. the Great Depression, so this money means something. I'll I'll give you a a price point to go off of. Munchkins were making fifty dollars an hour or a week or something like that. I don't remember. They made fifty dollars like to be in the movie. I think it's paid more. Dang it! Now I have to look it up. How much did the Munchkins make in The Wizard of Oz? Yeah, per week. This is per week. Can you say that again, but into my Siri? No, I can't, actually. That is not me going like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh... They made $50 a week, the Munchkins did. So how much more did Toto the dog make? Which I think is hilarious that a dog got paid more than a bunch of Munchkins. I think the dog made like two fifty a week, two seventy five, just to. So he, he made two twenty five more than the Munchkins, just to to properly answer your question. That's a heck of a jump for a dog. Are you sure? Yar, yar. Is that your final answer? I should ask. What What's the range? How like how close? Because. Because you, you can't expect me to exactly. I I wasn't you looking for you exactly guess how much. I wasn't looking for exact. I was looking for maybe like twenty bucks. Twenty bucks either way. I feel like I'm. I think you saying twenty bucks is very suspect. Um, it's because. $25 in either way gets me to either 300 or 250 And so now I feel like this whole question is null and void. Um, Your Honor, I call for a mistrial. Overruled. <laughs> Listen, I am judge, jury, and executioner of my own well-being. And so you have the question here of uh, I don't respect your authority. I I'm a sovereign citizen. I don't have to listen to your rules. I'm going to Google it. No, no. Do, do you ever let me Google anything on the quizzes as tough as your questions are? You never claim sovereign citizenship. I shouldn't have to. We are, we are friends. We are, we are business partners. I should not have to. Okay, then I want you to look me in the eye right now. And say that you did not pick twenty dollars because I am twenty five dollars off of something. I did not pick twenty dollars because you are twenty five dollars off of something. All right, then I will go with the dog made two hundred and seventy five dollars, which is two hundred and twenty five dollars more than the Munchkins. Final answer. Okay. I, I I want I want okay. That's your final answer. I do want you to hear uh, how much. Now I went wow. with something that I feel like is reasonable. My first thought was to say that this dog made two thousand dollars a week, and I feel like that's what you're about to say to me. Well, two thousand dollars a week is accurate in today's money. 
uh actually 27 000, sorry 2729 today uh it was actually about 125 per week bringing it to $75 more than the munchkins so unfortunately connor i believe you're all tied up again you had me go through the whole rigmarole of trying to make sure you're being honest for no reason. <laughs> Question number 10. What movie was the first movie to ever show a toilet flushing? Oh, it's a stupid movie. Oh, do you think you know it? Well, the first on-screen fart that happened in a movie was in The Lion King in 1992 when Tony <laughs> farted in the water and home. How do you know that? So the first on-screen toilet flush, this is just because I think it's such an iconic scene for this movie. I'm going to say it was in Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Okay. Final answer. Connor, I'm I'm gonna leave this up to you. Uh, the movie is much earlier. Do you want a second try, or do you want to stick with Ace Ventura? The movie was it much is, earlier. It is a black and white movie. I'm not talking like silent movie age, but it is a black and white movie. See, a black and white movie could be any movie because you could make a black and white movie at any time. But it, I, I did say it was earlier than Ace Ventura. Uh, it, do you want right. any further? But this one will give away. Young Frankenstein was earlier than Pen, uh, Ace Ventura, and that was also in black and white. Do you remember them showing a flushing toilet in Young Frankenstein? Young Frankenstein, final answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I was going to give you another know. hit. That's your final answer. <laughs> I'm just annoyed at this point. I don't care anymore. Cotter, the movie I was looking for was the Alfred Hitchcock cult classic, Psycho. Do we have more deviled eggs? I'm annoyed. <laughs> I have some. Do you want me to bring you some, or do you want to come up here? Thank you. Ah. Oh, he's gonna feed it to you. Wow, that's that's brotherly love right there. Gosh, um, you, are good. You still have a bonus question that I will give you, and if you get it right, even though you're a question behind, uh, I'll give you the win. Is the toilet flush and psycho? Are you kidding me? Yeah. First time. Um fine. This question is about your favorite movie. Yes, Matt. But do you want to tell everyone what you had to text me earlier today? I, <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, <laughs> so to, today I was I had to wake up at uh, 4.30 because um, I had to be at work an hour early to be off of work an hour early. Is a whole fiasco, but regardless, uh, I was a bit tired today. Um, 
is a rough day and I blanked on Connor's favorite movie. I know Connor's favorite movie and the second he said it, it was like every garlic boy, clever boy quiz that I had ever taken in my entire life. When he says the answer, I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I not know that? How did I forget that? Uh, Princess Bride. I know Connor's my, favorite. My best friends, ladies and gentlemen. My best friend. Do you know what my favorite movie? Yeah, you do. <laughs> Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yeah, I can't even. I can't even ask that. <laughs> We've talked about. I was going to give a second option. It was going to be National Treasure. Which one? Number two, of course. It's better than the first one. So this question is about the Princess Bride. However, it's not exactly about the movie because there's a lot of trivia that everybody knows about the the movie itself. This is more about don't you dare ask me about the book. No, 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 no. pre-production uh, kind of question here. The Princess Bride was stuck in development hell for many years and gained a reputation reputation for being an unfilmable novel. Even having two studio heads lose their jobs just after saying jobs just after announcing their adaptation plans. How long, and I need an exact amount of years, I need a, there, there are three years I'll accept because it was around this many years. Uh, I need, I'll, I'll accept three numbers because I don't know exactly to the day how many years it was. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I'm looking for the middle number, but if you give me either of the other two numbers, I'll accept it and you will win this quiz. How long did it spend in development hell before it became the movie we know today? 17 years. Is that your final answer? Yes. I, I don't I don't remember and I'm so I'm too tired to even think about it right now. <laughs> that is okay. Um uh this wasn't about the movie. Uh Matt, don't give but, it to me if I lost I lost. Oh, I'm not giving it to you. Um you're too far <laughs> off. <laughs> uh it was about twelve years. I was close. Sevens and twos look alike. So close. Yeah, you just got to add a little extra thing, and it's a Z, which is basically a two if you write it wrong, sloppy, you know. Um, there you go, boys and girls and everything else. Um, Connor lost the quiz this week, but it's okay. He was very close. Very close. Very, very, very close. Connor, do you have a topic this week? I never get to ask you that. Um, I don't have a topic, but I do have a fun announcement. Okay, I'll take it. Uh, we have partnered with a local Pittsburgh business to offer a great deal to our listeners. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on one second. Can can I can I say can I say one thing about this business, please? Yes. I I want to start the ad that. Our very first ad with this very important question to the listeners. Are you ready? Go for it. 
do you want to get locked in a room? Because we can facilitate that. <laughs> kind of. <Not> clues. <laughs> do you want to get trapped in a locked room uh, with only the people that are closest to you, but by the end of it, you will hate and want to murder, and then you'll become an you'll become this thing yourself. All right, sorry. Continue. Uh, it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I thought of that on the way home. You sent me, you sent me the the ad. Blurb. I sent you the ad read. That, yeah, that we were and, supposed and to I was do. like, I was like, I have to, I have to ask them if they want to get locked in a room. Like, no, no explanation, no other. Just, do you want to get locked in a room? I want to get locked in a room. I've been locked in a room with Connor. A rubber hey, room. Do y'all want to get locked in a room? Well, unlock the thrill of adventure at Puzzle Room Pittsburgh using our exclusive podcast promo code GARLICBOY. Immerse yourself in one of the three exhilarating escape rooms experiences, uh, the study, seeking Sasquatch, or escape the undead. Use promo code GARLICBOY for $5 off per person on your ticket to mystery, excitement, and endless fun. Visit their website at www.puzzleroompgh.com and enter the code GARLICBOY in the promo code field at checkout. Don't miss out on the ultimate escape. Book now. These are escape rooms that I have personally done. I fully love these rooms. They're incredible. And um, this was a great opportunity that we were able to set up with them. So if you are in the Pittsburgh area and you are looking for something fun to do, book an escape room with Puzzle Room Pittsburgh. Uh, you will not regret it, I promise. I'm sure they're a lot of fun. I've never been. Uh, so I cannot vouch for it, but I do trust you. I trust your word. You're the escape room connoisseur. Oh yeah, I, I I truly truly enjoy escape rooms, and this is this is one of those rooms that if you're looking for like good theming, good vibes in the room, that's a great room for that. Um, yeah. And Matt, Matt, just just to be able to steal this from you, uh, Matt, do you have a topic for this week? I... First of all rude yes i do have a topic so uh it's another movie thing uh because we can talk about movies and i'm so excited um i finally 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 was able to watch this christmas movie uh i believe it came out last year maybe two years ago but i think it was last year it was fairly recent um and i have been dying to watch this movie because I love the actor and I love the premise of it. It was just so good. Um, Connor, do you remember the the quiz you gave me on the many, many names of Santa Claus? You finally watched Violet Night? I finally watched Violet Night and it was everything I wished and dreamed for. It was so no, I, good. Oh. <laughs> It's like the scene from The Grinch where they're just like shoveling fudge into his mouth. I asked him for a Dr. Pepper and I got a deviled egg. Oh. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> it's it's an even trade. I, it's it's the same on my book, but <laughs> um, but yeah, I finally watched Violent Night and it was so good. It was amazing. I loved every second of it. My favorite part of that movie, besides him just destroying people using 
weapons and various like Home Alone style antics. Um, yeah, was John Leguizamo? Is um, that he was the, the bad guy? Oh yeah, yes. For those of you out there, John Leguizamo is someone that you definitely know, you know, but you don't know who he is. Uh, yep. Especially if you've watched Ice Age, because he voices Sid the Sloth. Which is or so if, different than some of the other parts he's done in live action. <laughs> and so was Bruno from Encanto. Yep, yep. Uh, considering this man has also played uh, villains in John Wick, uh, the first one. Um, he was in The Menu, which is a dark comedy thriller. That is wild. I finally watched that. I recommend that movie as well. I, it's, um, it's on my list. If we just, uh, we could just talk about movies this whole episode, honestly. Um, I was because <laughs> um, I, I want to stick on Violent Night though, because like um, I could go off on Jaguar Osamo, but um, I want to I want to stick I want to stick to Violent Night in total because it was. It was violent, just like the name suggested, but it wasn't like, yeah, blood for blood's sake. Like, I like every decision and choice that he made. Like, it was because like it needed to happen. Yeah, for for those of you who haven't seen the movie, it is about a sad, depressed, alcoholic Santa uh, who kind of gets mixed up in some stuff. Uh, after a essentially vault robbing attempt, it's it's like Die Hard, but more Christmas. Uh, and the person who plays the good guy who's fighting back against the people breaking into the vault is Santa Claus. It's great. And instead of having Carl Winslow as his guy, he's talking to it's on the outside. It's, it's like an eight year old girl. <laughs> Uh, who is currently stuck in an, uh, like currently as in uh, for most of the movie, she's stuck in an attic uh, hiding from the bad guys and then does some home alone style antics to a lot bloodier home alone style antics, but satisfying. Imagine if the home alone traps actually killed the wet bandits. That's what you get here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. I, the, when he found the hammer in the shed and picks it up and just goes to town on like 20 guys greatest when he when he touches his nose and takes the guy up the chimney with mm, whole insane movie uh very fantastic, good uh, fantastic very movie. good movie would highly recommend i hope you all enjoy it in this christmas season as Thanksgiving has come to a close. But you're still eating leftovers, aren't you? I know you are. Not you, them. But you do. That's okay. <laughs> um, but do you mind if I go over the, the last like few movies that I've seen that were new movies for me and give yes! you uh, a sort of rundown Absolutely. of them? Uh, the first one I want to talk about was Quiz Lady. Starring Aquafina and Sandra Oh and Will Ferrell and Jason Schwartzman. Uh, it's about this girl, um, this woman, whose mother is, uh, owes the 
mafia or some crime organization money and so the way she and her sister figure out how to to get that money is by having her go on a jeopardy style quiz show to win the money um it's uh it's a it's fun it's on hulu it's not like the best comedy ever um but like it's a better comedy than most uh coming out i think this year and it's one of those ones that's like yeah this is going to be fun watch it it's enjoyable um and I don't think they they try too hard to be funny within that. Uh, I finally got around to watching Elemental. Um, oh yeah, the 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 Pixar love story between a water elemental and a fire elemental. Um, boy, Disney really just loves the racism allegories uh, lately, you know, with uh, Zootopia and everything. Um, but this one had heart to it. Uh, mm. I, I felt the emotions and. It was it was okay. I don't think it was a terrible I, movie. Um, I heard uh, very predictable but good feeling, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I will say it was predictable. Uh, I was watching it um, with some other people, and I was like, oh, this is going to happen. And the friend I was watching it with, she was like, stop spoiling for me. I was like, I've never seen this movie before. <laughs> it's not a spoiler if I'm guessing. I'm guessing. <laughs> um. But other all in all, not a bad movie. I mean, it's fun. It's it's a good watch. It's it, it's it's just it wasn't a, it wasn't as best as like Pixar movies are involved. Um, Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh uh, yeah, it was good. Never played any of the games. Did not understand any of it. I feel like if I did play the games, I would get things more. Um. There are references and things like I knew about them. I, I know like some of the characters. I kind of understood like what was going on. But like again, it was a very predictable movie for me. Um, I I, I feel got. Like it was, I feel like it was a good introduction to the story because I know they plan on making several more. I feel like it was a good right. introduction to the story. For new people, and you're heavily rewarded, and I mean very heavily rewarded if you've played the games, if you know the story. But I, I think it was the, a good intro. That's what the breakdown video said. That there's a lot of like nods and references to those main um, those games. It's just I didn't understand them, and that's not a bad thing. Uh, I, that it wasn't for me, and that's fine. Hey guys, mm -hmm. not every movie is for you. So if you don't relate to it, it's okay. It's okay. Um, next one is the menu. As I was saying earlier, it's a dark comedy thriller um, where these groups, these rich people, are going to this exclusive island, and things take a dark turn while they're is on it, this island restaurant. Isn't uh, Ralph Fiennes and Anya Taylor Joy in that one? Ray Fiennes, Anya Taylor Joy, Nicholas Holt, um, John Leguizamo, as I said earlier. It's a really good cast. The characters are compelling, and I recommend watching it if you'd like to get a good understanding of why Nicholas Holt was just cast as Lex Luthor for Superman Legacy. Boy, does his character suck in that movie, but for all the best reasons. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, it's one of those movies, I, I actually watched this on Thanksgiving with my mom. Um, she was like, you have to watch it multiple times to truly get all those deep details. Um, it's very cinematic, but also at the same time entertaining, and there's just things in it. And it's like, 
it, uh, that was really good. That was that's one of the better movies I've watched recently. All right, um, I'll have to give it a try. It's on my list. And then these next three, I actually watched all today, and so these are the freshest in my mind. Um, I watched Asteroid City, which is the newest West and yes. Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, um, it was a sort of documentary on a play. And then when it was the play was on stage, it was in the full Technicolor movie. He he does such a good job with his set designs, um, camera framing, cinematography, and like it's not, it's not all him. There's other people doing these works, but like it's a, the the director's vision coming out. All of these, the script that was written was fantastic. All of the characters are good. I didn't feel like we just had like big name character or big name actors in there, just because they were big name actors. Steve Carell's in this movie and. It's it's just a good like funny part like it didn't have to be Steve Crow but it was nice, um, and like the typical uh, Wes Anderson crew is in there. You have um, Adrian Brody, Jason Schwartzman, uh, Tony Raviol, um, uh, Tilda Swinton. Those those folks. Wasn't Tom uh, Hanks in it too? Tom Hanks was in it. Yeah, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Maya uh, Maya Hawk is in it. Um, uh, a few other people that you'll probably know. Um, Jeffrey Wright, who voiced the the Watcher, he was in it. Um, uh, it, it was just a fun cast of characters. Uh, Leah F. Schreiber. Yes. Um, that one's on Hulu. If you want to watch that. Um, oh, also Elementals on Disney Plus, which you can guess. Friday Night at Freddy's is on Peacock, and the menu is on Max. Okay. Um, Hacksaw Ridge. This is um, a movie from 2016, I think. Uh, it's late, mid, mid to late teens. Um, I don't know if I'd call that old, Matt. That's when we graduated high school, but thank you. <laughs> Very old. I, I, I look back and see when I graduated high school, uh, and it makes me sick to my stomach uh, how long ago that was. Yep. Uh, I hate it too, and I try not to think about the passing of time. Same. Um, so there's two sides to this movie that make it something I really enjoyed, but something that might not be something that other people want to watch. On one hand, you have Andrew Garfield giving an incredible performance as a conscientious objector during World War II who signs up to help to be a medic, and in one night saves over 73 people from Hacksaw Ridge in Okinawa, Japan. It was brilliantly performed by him. Um, Hugo Weaving plays his father. Vince Vaughn is in the movie. It's a very good performance between them and the other actors. On the other hand, the movie is directed by Mel Gibson. Ew, really? And, yeah. It's such it a is, good movie for Mel Gibson. Right. It's, 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 <laughs> it's really well done, but I know some people don't approve of Mel Gibson, and that's perfectly all right. He said yeah. some terrible things. You don't oh, have yeah. to forgive him. It's all about being a person and having your own opinions on things. Um, but it's one of those movies that, like, if if it doesn't spoil it for you that it was made by Mel Gibson, go ahead and watch the movie. I highly recommend it. It's about a true American hero. But if Mel Gibson spoils it or soils it for you, I fully understand that. I, I hate war movies. 
and I don't like Mel Gibson, but that's irrelevant. I didn't even know he directed it. I don't like war movies. I've never enjoyed them. Uh, I'm, I don't like modern war movies. Um, yeah. I, I haven't minded like 300 or like any of those Greek. I like history that far back. Not a huge fan of uh, especially American modern war movies. But that movie... If you can set aside that it's a war movie, you can, I think, in my opinion, pretty easily set aside in a way that it's a war movie because you're not even really focusing on the war itself or the fact that it is a true story or the fact that you're you're focused on the characters, which I think was one of the best aspects of the movie is that it is character central rather than story central where I, there is a story mm-hmm. and it, it follows the story very well, but it is all about the characters and it's about the character development and the, the bonds that war brings uh, between, you know, people, you know, fighting and fighting together and everything like that. It's incredible. I watched it with my mom. And at the beginning she was like, I don't know if I'm going to watch most of this because I don't like war movies, yeah. but she was, she was like, Oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. I think I think even if you don't like war movies, you would enjoy the movie. There is obviously it's a war movie. There's going to be gore, <laughs> some blood, stuff like that. He's but, a medic during World War II. There's a lot of blood and gore. Yeah, but um, Andrew Garfield is a masterful performance in this movie. Um, oh. Absolutely, one of the I love that movie so much. Sorry, <laughs> took too much time on that one. No, go. It, it, it's not a problem at all. I'm I'm glad you're you're. I'm glad you've seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've wanted to see that for a long time, and I was glad that I was able to find it. That is on Netflix. Uh, last movie I watched today was Black Klansman, uh, directed by Spike Lee. Um, good movie, fantastic <laughs> movie. It was so good. Um, yeah. Just. Brilliantly acted by John David Washington and Adam Driver. Topher Grace was like just so like scummy in it. Um, Laura Harrier is fantastic in it. Um, if you don't remember her, she played Liz Allen in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, um, and she's uh, she's in this movie as well. Uh, Steve Buscemi's brother, Michael Buscemi, is in this, um, and it's just. It's it's based on a true ish story, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, no, it's it's mostly true. It, like it follows a very true skeleton. The, the <laughs> guy who the story is about um, wrote a book, and it's based off of that book. Yeah. Um, it's about a an officer in the seventies in the Colorado Springs Police Department calling the KKK and pretending to be a white man on the phone with them. And then gaining their trust because um, he, I, I think he figured there was something up. I mean, it's the KKK, so you gotta assume there's something bad happening. Um, yeah. But he is. They they realize like, oh, you can't meet them in person. So he gets a white officer to go and pretend to be him in person and everything. And it's just a fun, uh, just a fun movie based off of that. Uh, there's funny dialogue. It's it's deep as well, where it talks about race in America, and even at the end, it goes from talking about the KKK in the '70s and starts looking into race relations 
in modern times. This came out in 2018. And so I think it's a very good movie. Spike Lee won a, uh, an Oscar for it. I think it's just very well done, and I highly recommend it. It's also mm. on Netflix. Mm. Yeah, I love that movie. I watched it in college, I think, for the first time, which was wild because there are... Who oh boy, are there words in that movie? <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, there's words said in that movie. Lots of them. Lots of lots of words you don't normally hear uh, in movies. Man, I, I can't believe we spent the entire episode talking about movies. <laughs> uh, it was much needed. It was much needed, <laughs> I think. Uh, feels, it feels very good to be talking about them again, and I'm so glad that the actors and writers are being paid what they're owed, and they are being respected. Um Never let someone tell you that you are not worth what you are worth, especially if you are creating art for them. Um, thank you all so much for listening to the Garlic Boys podcast this week. If you'd like to see more from us, you can look at our Instagram and TikTok for updates of when we are posting. As well, follow us on Facebook for um, fun announcements and things coming out there on our Facebook page because we don't like tw uh, Twitter, and so we're using that now because it's better. <laughs> <laughs> is it though? It, it's not really a compliment to say it's better. Uh, Look, it's the, it's the lesser <laughs> of two evil billionaires right now. <laughs> yes, yes, I agree with that. <laughs> um, if you'd like to help support us, you, as we said earlier, you can support us on patreoncom boys Our three dollar a month tier just uh, is just you saying like, "Hey, I like what you guys are doing. I want to support you. Help keep you going." But if you'd like that exclusive content from us. You can go to our $10 a month tier. You get all that exclusive content that we have been putting up there, including favorite Pokemon from us, discussions on Matt's favorite movie and why it's not as good as he thinks it is, as well as outtakes and clips from this show, as well as more things to come. Um, if you'd like to support us directly as well, you can go to redbubble.com and uh, search the Garlic Boys and find our merch designs on there. We have new designs up and more coming soon. So be on the lookout for that. Um, please check it out. If you're not going to buy something, at least like like the designs. Let us know what you think about things on there. Um, we're, we're really happy with what we've created, and we think you guys are going to like them too. Um, so please let us know. And you can always follow us on YouTube and subscribe on there to watch video versions of the podcast. And... Um, uh, you can find us. Well, what is it? What is it? Uh, it's youtube.com slash at the Garlic Boys. Uh, Matt, supplementary mom report for this week. Yeah, I'll be quick. It's actually an update to last week's uh, supplementary mom report. My niece is no longer a dog mom. <laughs> I'm sorry. She's very sad. It's a very sad thing. Uh, she gave it uh, to somebody else because she just didn't have the money to afford the dog. So I'm very, very sorry to hear that. Um, but I'm glad she had the, the war with all to know that she couldn't do the best thing for that dog. And, and that's and the, a level of maturity that is respectable. And the dog is in a good home. We actually know who uh, it's one of Katie's friends, but yeah, good home now that I think can take care of the dog. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Um, my supplementary mom report for this week is 
Miss Piggy in a, uh, the Muppets Christmas Carol uh, as Mrs. <laughs> okay. Cratchit. I think uh, she's not too over the top in that movie. I think she does very well. She stands by her man, attacks Scrooge, and is just very caring to Melinda, Belinda, and uh, the other children's like Tiny Tim's and um, oh, I just we rewatched them up at Christmas Carol on Thanksgiving because it's a tradition in our family. Um, yeah, and uh, I just wanted to shout her out. On that well, note, Matt, and any final thoughts for this week? Do you think I can recreate this face? Uh, Is that good? Is that it wasn't oh. it wasn't bad. I think you uh. looked more you look more pained than he does. He's I'm just sorry. more like a, a bliss. <laughs> my uh. my uh. All right, sorry. Oh, really. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for listening to this episode. And as always, remember to stay, stay garlicky. Really, like the He-Man look is like. I think you should get the pink halter top. I think I should maybe the the yellow bob, the blonde bob, for sure. <laughs>